Blog Talk Radio.
Hello. Hello. Hello and hello again. This is Cecilia. I am so, so, so godly proud of one of our relatives that we went to there. Um celebration of retirement of 38 years of work and plus they turned 65. There's so much going on that's good, but there's so much going on questionable. So today we're going to talk about some of those things. And so I'm going to ask Minister um, Sheila um, if she will Go ahead and pray for us and share whatever the Lord has for um, us on today. And also, if she will, you know, go ahead and do the announcements and everything as well to start off the program. Minister Sheila. Good morning, good morning, and good morning. I want to thank God for blessing us with another day, another birthday of life, another day that he didn't have to give us. But, Lord, I thank you for all living things that you have gave life to today. Thank you, Apostle, for the meanings of this service and allowing us to praise God and to learn and to teach. I give honor to God who is ahead of our life, who brought us through today, through this night, through all things and kept us from the danger, the demons, the ugliness that the world has to try to take us from God and to break our faith and our hope and our love through the Father of God and the Son, Christ Lord Jesus. I give honor to Apostle Elect Dr. Cecilia Kaiser, Prophet Antoine Thomas, Pastor Troy Thomas, Minister Brandon Kaiser, Minister Sylvia Kaiser Wright, Minister Margot McCoy, Pastor Reverend Lawrence Seabury, Dr. Serena Wright, Mother Evangelist and Missionary, Tony Montgomery and Linda Handy. I give thanks to all our teachers, our preachers, our deacons, pastors, evangelists, apostles, bishops, all that are in our family, bloodline family, and also our spiritual family. I give honor and thank you for blessing my sisters, my brothers, my sons, my daughters. My grandsons, my granddaughters, my nieces, nephews, my whole bloodline family, and my spiritual family. Lord, I thank you, and I thank you. And I ask all to pray that my new granddaughter will survive this incoming of the life that she came in in a very early time. But I ask you all to pray and ask the Lord to bless us to bring her through this normally healthy and in the best of life and to bless all that it is and to bless my grandson on his championship basketball game and to bless all of the graduations and acknowledgement and congratulations to all family members and the ones I know and don't know for all their victory, their upcoming and their outstanding effort and achievement in this world today. I ask the Lord to bless this government that they know they are here for all the people to help this crisis we're going through, this virus, this economical 
uh, situation that the prices on all that we need to survive, the gas, the food, the housing, just life that we need to survive to help us and bless us through this that we can all stand through this and make it through and to bless the police for and let them know they are here to serve all the people, not just some of the people, no matter what your color is, your creed, your religion, your sex, but we are here for all to bless the world and to praise us. I just want to thank you, thank you, and thank you. And I just want to say, God, I cannot thank you enough for each and every second on the earth that you bless me. I know someone was here early this morning. That's not now, but bless the family and help them through the situation of the passings of a loved one. I just want to say thank you, thank you, and thank you. And so thank you for tuning in to each and every Sunday morning for Let's Talk with Apostle-elect Dr. Cecilia Kaiser at 9.30 a.m. Central Standard Time, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And on Monday nights with Iron Shop and Iron, which is on Blog Talk and Facebook with Minister Sylvia Kaiser Wright. And I believe our speakers for this Monday will be Minister Margot McCoy, that's a great teacher and lady of the Lord and is blessed. And also on Friday nights, which is blog talk and also Facebook at um, 9 p.m. Central Standard Time, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And I believe this Friday will be uh, Minister Sylvia Kaiser Wright, a prophet, and to my Thomas. They share tonight, and if there's any corrections, I do need them and accept them. And if I didn't give the time for the Monday night, it's 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And to always remember our foundational scripture, which is Matthew 6 and 33, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all shall be added. Unto you, I just want to thank the Lord for blessing us all and for giving us a day that we did not have to have. But through His grace, mercy, and love, we are here today. I just want to say thank you, thank you, and thank you. Back to you, Apostle. Amen. Um, are there any other um, things that need to be announced, or any corrections, or? Um, Anything that someone wants to ask for a prayer request for or anything of those sorts? Good morning. Thank you, Sylvia Kaiser. Go ahead, Ms. Margo. You could say it. I was going to just tell them that I have a correction for Monday night. So go ahead. Uh, I'm sorry to interrupt. Um, This is Minister Margaret. I just want to say that on Monday, this coming Monday, that is tomorrow evening, my nephew, George Randall Seabury, will be giving the word to the saints of God. So we ask all that can to tune in, to pray for him, and to hear what God has for us. Thank you. God bless. Amen, amen. I look forward to that. Well, 
I thank God for the uh, um, prayer and announcement that everyone has given us. And also, I know that um, we've been blessed, as Minister um, Sheila has already said, where we have a two-pound baby that is thriving, um, that was uh, anxious to come, to enter this world. And it's great news for us. And yet, I was asked to pray for someone on yesterday because um, their baby came at six months, and their baby was also two pounds, but their baby didn't make it. And so they were telling me about the odds and things of that, of the babies making it, and it just really blessed me that... um, We have been blessed, and I've worked in mother-baby unit and things of that sort, so I do know that um, many of those babies do not make it, so I thank God for Juan and Raven that God saw fit to give them a baby that told death, not so, and that God... Um, bless that baby to have that as the nurse's feistiness to say not so. Um, today's um, message, I'm going to give you the title of it um, a little bit in the uh, message. And I would ask you to be patient with me because it may appear that I'm going to be all over the place, but in actuality, um the fact that I'm going to be all over the place will help you to understand what we'll be talking about today. So around April of last year, I taught a message, Can God Trust You? It was the 20th day of March. And no, a matter of fact, it was in April. That's right. That's right. I said it was in around April, but it was in April. I believe it's like the 21st of April to be exact, but I'm not quite sure, but I know it was April of last year. And so now today on the third month of the year of the triple twos of the 20th day of March, which is the third month again of the year, we will be talking about trust again. And let's define it just one more time. We talked about reliance on something, assurance, independence. And it's contingent on your hope. Um, It's contingent on um, trustworthiness. It's contingent on your beliefs. It's contingent on um, someone putting their trust in you. There's an acronym for trust, and I'm going to share a few of them with you. One of them is totally relying upon spiritual truth. Sarah Brown says, when God says trust in me, it's not a suggestion. He does not say, if you want to trust me, trust me. But he tells us to trust. It's a command. It's not a plea. So her acronym for trust is turning over every aspect of my life to God for tea. 
are is realizing that he already has a perfect plan for me. You is understanding that I may not always understand. And S is seeking his will every step of the way. And then T is thanking him, talking about God, when things don't turn out as expected. And additionally, there's a CEO of this Phillips Gas Company that his um, acronym for trust is T is for thank God that he will accomplish his purpose in us. R, receive the revelation that leads to renewal. U, understanding uh, leads to conviction and results in our taking action. And S is your spirit. Through the power of the cross and of the Holy Spirit, we are crucified to the flesh and to lures of this world, meaning that we, the things of this world are crucified. And then T, transformed. We're transformed by such a degree that we forget about our past. We reach forward. We press forward to the call of God in Christ Jesus. Well, I have a spiritual sister by the name of Prophetess um, Katina Richmond McBride, and she wrote on Facebook on March 15th at 822 in the morning. Earl, she said, early this morning, God let me know that I am on a trust journey, a journey that we all have issues taking and making it through but God. You see, God let me know that the man and man may fail you, but God will never fail you. He is an unfailing God. Man may let you down, but if you get into Jesus, he will strengthen you. Man may even disappoint you, but God will never, because He, we've never seen the righteous forsaken or his Big bread. Man may turn away from you, but God said he will never leave you nor forsake you. Man may even turn their back on you, but God said he's always got you covered. Put your trust in things eternal, not things on earth that will fade away and corrupt in due season. Trust the Lord with all your mind heart and body and soul. If you have trust issues, when you need to find the Savior of this world, put all your trust in Jesus Christ, our Lord. He loves you and he cares. There is an old song I used to hear my grandmother sing, and it still has power today. And it is, I will trust in the Lord, I will trust in the Lord. I will trust in the Lord until I die. I will trust in the Lord. I will trust in the Lord 
I will trust in the Lord until I die. Of course, she didn't sing it, but she put it on here. And then it says, in him, put your trust. And additionally, not only has she put this on Facebook, she asked me to pray for her and to pray with her concerning trust and concerning the fact that she was having trust issues. You see, I have been praying for her and with her for a while because, like I said, I've known her for many years. She's a spiritual sister of mine. And the fact that she's having trust issues and she's being transparent about it, it's like going to an AA meeting and saying that you're an alcoholic or going to a meeting where you say you have an addiction of some kind. So people can have trust issues with God, with others, and even with themselves. So I asked God, what is the root cause of these trust issues, God? Many people of God that are believers and non-believers are having trust issues. And, you know, he didn't tell me right away. I just kept praying and asking him, God, even if these trust issues are caused by things going on on our jobs, even if the trust issues are on our job, if they're in our family and they're in the lives of a believer or a non-believer, you know, and while he had not answered me, he had someone to send me, and I sent it to others, seen a video where there was this leaders in the church and they were whooping people with belts that were laying prostrate on the floor in church with other people there. And the one leader um, appeared to be in bishop-type attire, appeared to only be whooping the women on their butts and that had almost fell on one of them and touched her, her butt at that. And I thought to myself, hmm, what type of lunatic crazy stuff is this? But I realized it could have been a scene where someone was playing a a certain uh, scene where they were preaching something. Because, you know, people are doing all type of animation and different things in church to make a point. But I also realized it could be and the manipulation and various things that are going on in various institutions. And then it made me remember how so many women, men, boys, and girls have been victims of sexual perversions in and outside of the church. Problems with microaggressions, micro-inequalities, institutional systemic racism, favoritism that uh, was not merited, um, like I said, in the schools, on the job. And this is happening to believers and non-believers that have suffered from so many things. But I also remember that there are some people that are just telling lies. As Minister Sylvia often says, sometimes when people are talking, lie. And it's a lot of times funny when she says it because the person is lying or uh, what they is saying is because they want to have a pity party. They haven't experienced anything that they said that they've experienced, but they've conceived it in their heart and their mind so much till they don't even know the truth. So 
So I ask God again, please tell me what's causing all the trust issues, which some of them I've already said, but God, what's causing this trust issue in my particular sister and some of the people that she's dealing with? Well, just like um, God has always done, he gave me something and told me to um, share it. So I wrote on Facebook, I heard this morning during meditation, when I was meditating on God's word and on the word trust, many cannot trust spiritual, natural, and biological paranoia. Paranoia is characterized and defined as feeling that you are being threatened in some way, such as people are watching you, acting against you, even though there is no proof that it's true. It happens to a lot of people at some point in life. Even when you know that your concerns are not based on reality, they can be troubling if it was to happen you and it's something that happens often so I said wow God help me to pray for your people and our minds and our mindset so that we can trust God and those that you have assigned to us to trust Proverbs 3 5 and 6 says trust in the Lord with all your heart lean not to your own understanding and in all your ways Submit to him, and he will make your path straight. So in today's message, I pray that it doesn't go over and I have to continue it, but if it does, it's God's word. It's when paranoia prevents you from trusting. The message is when paranoia prevents you from trusting. And if I had a subtitle, it would be Truth versus Fiction. Truth versus Fiction. Because the outcome of us struggling in the area of trust, trusting God, trusting people, can be fictional or it can be truth. Well, I know there's a lot of wars going on, rumors of wars, rebellion, crime, violence, manipulation, deception, and so much hurt and damage, so many broken homes, so many broken friendships, so many broken marriages, people getting fired, people getting hired wrongfully, people struggling with things that have caused unforgiveness in them, and even the young lady who lost her baby um, at two, uh, at six months, that's only two pounds, and now um, she has scars, not just scars um, on a physical note, but emotionally she has scars. There's, there's people that have dealt with miscarriage, spontaneous, or even those that uh, were uh, due to uh, abortions and different things of that. There's a, uh, things where people are, have an immature um, minds and hearts due to scars, emotional scars, physical scars, 
things that have happened to us recently in the past and things that we're still, uh, you know, healing from. And it's not about the time that it takes, but it's about the God that we should seek, the one and only true and living God that will cause us not to have these trust issues where we can't forgive someone because they committed um, infidelity. We can't forgive someone because they're willing to cohabitate with us to have babies, but they won't marry us. They're willing to uh, demean us and devalue us. They're, they're willing to be jealous and envious of us, and we've never done anything to them, but they're just coveted towards us. It could be a person. It could be a group. It could be that person that was doing things to you that was like a bucket. It was the tiny things that dropped in the bucket, and then they got bigger and bigger and bigger, and they start filling up that bucket even more. So then the small things became medium things, and the medium things became larger things, and the larger things became enormous things. And all of these things we never dealt with. We just let them get bigger and bigger and wider and wider. And the enemy said, don't tell anybody. You can just ignore it. Don't tell anybody. You can just let them do that, and, and then all of a sudden you realize you ignored it. But now you're suffering from unforgiveness. Now you're about to burst wide open in an unchristlike way because you've allowed it to get bigger and bigger and bigger. Now God has to heal you, and he has to heal you, and he has to heal you real good, real deep down in the depths of your soul because some of this stuff that has gotten bigger and bigger and bigger is things that you've made up in your mind, but some of it is uh, it's actually the truth, things that are true and things that are made up. Some of the healing that you need is something that's been caused by bondages and self-condemnation and offenses and, and, and us not asking God to give us the power to loose the bounds that are holding us, just like when Jesus told Lazarus, loose him and let him go. Some of us are dealing with uh, the inability to celebrate one another. Some of us are dealing with the inability to stop gossiping, to stop promoting strife, to stop being that person that promotes division instead of that person that's being clothed in humility, instead of that person that's dwelling and unity, But then we have others that need to be healed from the acts of pride and perversion, that person that was self-righteous, that person that couldn't submit to God, that person that could not serve like they needed to serve, that person that was dealing with different types of uh, homosexuality, uh, a pedophilia, or molestation, or masturbations, or pornography, that person that was suffering from lust of the flesh and lust of the eyes and the pride of life. But God wants to teach us how to cover those openings, how to cover those interests with his word, with the blood of Jesus. We need to know that God wants us to know how to repent, how to say, God, I repent for sins of commission and omission. God, cover and close those doors and those gates and those entry points that I've allowed this unforgiveness, this pride, this perversion, whatever it is, to build and drop by drop by drop, by drop, thinking I could just ignore it instead of when I see it, I say something. They say, when you see something, say something. I saw it, and I said, God, your word says thou will keep the imperfect peace that keeps their mind stayed on thee. We've been listening as minister um, 
Sylvia has also said before, people try to bring her all types of doctrine. Don't bring me no doctrine, as she says, if you're not bringing it about Jesus Christ. Well, there's a lot of Antichrist doctrine. There's a lot of people having various wars, actual wars, because you're a Christian. They're warring against your Christianity. There's nations against nations. When God is saying, that we must worship him and worship him in spirit and in truth. But there's people that are suffering from an antichrist doctrine that are trying to uh, creep in. See, there's a lot of deception going on that wants to cause us to be deaf and dumb to the things of God so that we can't hear his voice. There's static in the air. There's static in our ears. There's static in our hearts. There's static in our minds that's been caused by gossip and corrupt communication and even music and, and correspondence. It's caused us to have an imbalance in our hearing. It's caused us to have an imbalance in our love. It's caused us to have an imbalance. We're stuttering. We're stammering. We have a tap tongue. We're almost illiterate. We're having hearing problems. Ah, there's ringing in your ears. Well, God is saying, well, loose them and let them go. How many of you know there's people that are walking around in fear, the false evidence that appears real? They're walking around with familiar spirits. They're like terrorists. They're like Adolf Hitler in the spirit realm. And God is saying, don't worry about them. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue that rises up against you, thou shalt condemn. For this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. But yet there's other people that are in these uh, ministries and on these jobs and in these classrooms and in these warehouses and on these jobs and in these stores that people are worshiping. They they think that their God, whatever they say is true. There's even people in prisons where there's people that are uh, the, the top whatever in the various races and whatever they say is go. If they say do this to a person, they do it. Well, there's somebody greater than that person in that prison, that person in that neighborhood gang, that person in that neighborhood uh, uh, store, wherever they are, there's God who knows how to cleanse us, who knows how to purify us. He knows how to help us deal with those people that are causing sadness, they're causing harm, they're causing depression, they're causing anxiety, they're causing stress, they're causing us to have the inability to cope or lay aside every weight that so easily besets us. There's people dealing with codependency, but there are some women. They're well in women that'll pray for you. They'll lament for you. They will go to God for you, and then you'll be able to say, ah, oh, I remember there is a bomb in Gilead. There is a physician there. There is a God that can heal me everywhere I hurt. There is a God that told me if my people that are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways that I would hear from heaven and that I would heal the land. But I have a question for you. How, 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 how? How many things that God have to do for you to know that you can trust him, even in the midst of all of the things that you're experiencing, even in the midst of all of the things that you've made up in your own mind? What, what, what? How, how, how? Where is it? What is that thing that God is saying that you need to allow him to loose, that you need to allow him to reveal, 
that you need to allow him to smear you with the blood of Jesus, to smear you with the agape love of Jesus, to smear you with a heart that says, I'd rather obey God than man because I'm going to live a life that says, I will obey God. Where is that? thing that would allow you to know that God can give you patience. According to 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 4 and 5, it says, love is patient, love is kind. It does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud, it does not dishonor others, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered, it keeps no record of wrongs. What about the word of God that reminds us about his favor? And Psalms 90 and 17 says, let the favor of the Lord our God be upon us and establish the work of his hands. Yes, establish the work of our hands through him. Oh, my God. Why is it so many people couldn't keep looking back? They have the Lot's wife syndrome. They keep looking back to that thing that constantly caused them to be separated from God. Let's get away from that returning back to our own vomit. Let's get away from going back to those things that will cause us to doubt God, that will cause us not to honor God, that will cause us not to respect God, that will cause us to remember the former things. We need to glorify God. God wants to teach us how we are to give him all the glory. God even reminds us in his word that so then whether you eat or drink or whatever you you do do it all to the glory of our great God, not just our God, but our great God. Let's tell the truth. Let's know that when we tell the truth, it's like us telling Pilate. Mm, when he said, are you the king to Jesus? And he says back to him, this is why I was born. Come into the world to testify to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth who is a friend of truth and belongs to the truth, hears and listens carefully to my voice. So let's tell the truth because maybe, just maybe, according to Romans eight thirty one and 32, that says, what then shall we say to all these things? If God is for us, who can be successful against us? He who did not spare even his own son, but gave him up for us, how will he not also along with him graciously give us things? We've got to trust God. We have to know that we have to learn how to truly and genuinely trust God. I'm going to bring up something, and this is the true root of the lack of trust. Many of you may agree with me, and many of you may not. How many of us truly confessed and believed so that we could trust God? Confess means to admit or state that one has committed a crime or a fault or admit that something is wrong. They may feel ashamed about it or they may be embarrassed about it. That's what it means to confess. To believe means to accept something that's true, to feel sure of the truth, to stand fast in it, to have faith in it. It's also like we say we have a 
religious statement or of faith. We're convinced. We have confidence that it's true. The Nelson Bible defines belief that it says you're confident in your attitude towards God, that you're committed to his will and his declared life. You believe and you place your trust in God's truth. You believe as a person that the word of God is true. You trust in him for salvation because you truly confessed and believed. You did not just go through the motion, but you truly believed. You truly confessed and acknowledged that you have sinful ways. You've done it in public or private. But you did it in order to obtain the forgiveness of God, the one and only true and living God through Jesus Christ. So trust is something we defined earlier. But I admit, do you really trust God? Or did you go through the motion of a tradition? Did you say that thing that they call the sinner's prayer? that even biblical? Well, according to Romans 10, verses 8 through 11 and 13, it says, but what does it say? The word is near you, in your mouth. It's in your heart. That is the word, the message, the basis of faith, which we preach. Because if you acknowledge and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, recognizing his power, authority, and majesty as God, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Verse 10 goes on to say that for the heart, for with the heart a person believes and Christ as Savior, resulting in his justification, that is, being made righteous, being freed of guilt of sin, made acceptable to God. With the mouth he acknowledges and confesses his faith openly, resulting in and confirming his salvation. For the scripture says, whoever believes in him, whoever adheres to, trusts in, relies on him, will not be disappointed in his expectations. Verse 12 goes on to say that there is no difference or distinction between Jew and Gentile. Same Lord is Lord over all of us. And he is abounding in richest blessings for all who call on him in faith and prayer. Verse 13 says, For whoever calls on the name of the Lord in prayer will be saved. So it doesn't matter if you went through the traditional formalities 
in confession as a kid or as uh, an adult. And if you did it for your family, if you did it for others, if you did it wholeheartedly, you are saved. But if by chance you just went through the motion and you didn't really um, confess him because you didn't really believe what you were saying, you just did it through formality. And if you really did not do it in order to draw nigher to God, if you did it as You know, they just do that in church. My mom and dad just told me to do it. Or if you did it in a time of trouble and then you turned away from it, know that God is married to the black Bible. Many have been in a backslid state without ever knowing it. So whether you believe that you can say this, confession, And if you want to, say it with me. Dear Lord, our dear Lord Jesus, I know that I am a sinner and I ask for your forgiveness. I believe you died for my sins and rose from the dead. I turn from my sins and I invite you to come into my heart and my life. I want, I want to follow you as my Lord and Savior. Amen and amen. You may say, but that's not biblical. Nowhere in the Bible does it teach that. Well, remember that Romans chapter 10 and verse 8, through 11, teen declares and decrees in the amplified version that I've been reading that, but what does it say? The word is near you and it's in your mouth and it's in your heart. That is the word, the message, the basis of faith. Because if you acknowledge and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, recognizing his power and authority and majesty as God, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And again, the word of God reminds us that for with the heart, a person believes in Christ, resulting in his justification that is being made righteous, being freed of the guilt of sin and made acceptable to God. And with the mouth he acknowledges and confesses his faith openly resulting in and confirming his salvation. For the scripture says, whoever believes in him 
whoever adheres to and trusts in and relies on him will not be disappointed in his expectations. For whoever calls on the name of the Lord in prayer will be saved. So whether you did what people call a sinner's prayer or you prayed these verses in Romans 10, or you said something that God gave you to say that acknowledges that you were sinful and you compared yourself to the word of God, not to people, and you saw your sinful nature and how we've been promised that we have access to God through Jesus Christ. Know that when we do this, us to trust in God. Many that are dealing with spiritual paranoia is because they forgot they are to trust in God. They forgot that they acknowledged that they confessed with their mouth his lordship. They forgot that he has all power and authority and majesty as God. They forgot that the belief that's in their heart is going to mature them to a place that they not only believe and know that he was raised from the dead, but they believe and know that they have been confirmed by God in his salvation. So the spiritual paranoia that many are having the trust issues that many are having is because of the doubting Thomas syndrome, is because of the Lot's wife syndrome. In that, stop doubting. I know someone says it's only natural. Well, let's go to the supernatural and ask God to show us how to really and truly acknowledge and confess with our mouths and believe in our hearts that he raised Jesus from the dead and how to trust and acknowledge that we have been saved and we will adhere to the believing and acknowledging that we are the sons and daughters of the Most High God. Because how much has to happen? What has to happen in order for us to trust God? We know that we're living in a world full of sin and darkness and evil, but we're pilgrims passing through. We know that Jesus is just who he said he is. We know the righteousness of God has been imputed to us, not based off our works, but based off of our submission to God and acknowledging and confessing that Jesus is Lord. 
because he's sitting on the right hand of the Father, making intercession for me, making intercession for Minister Sylvia, making intercession for Minister Margo, making intercession for Minister Sheila, making intercession for Mother Montgomery and Minister Montgomery, making intercession for Pastor Troy, making intercession for Prophet Antoine, making intercession for Dr. Wright, making intercession for Minister Brandon, making intercession for Reverend Lawrence, making intercession for our families, making intercession for the people on our jobs, making intercession for the people in the classrooms, making intercession for the people on the highways and the byways, making intercession even for those that are friends and foes. He's making intercession because we've confessed and acknowledged that he is king of kings, that he is Lord of lords, and that he died and has risen for each and every one of us. Ah, and because he's died and risen, and because we believe it in our heart, we are saved, and now we must adhere to knowing that we have acknowledged it, and we must believe God, and we must trust God. So if you're having trust issues, mm, 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 mm. If you're having commitment issues, my, my, my God, whatever, whenever you're dealing with doubt, remember the sinner's prayer that you prayed or Romans that tells you how your salvation is secure. Ah. How your salvation is already bought and paid for by Jesus Christ. So we're going to take a quick time to allow any of you that want to talk about any trust issues that you have. I know the time is up or about to be up, but if you're having any trust issues, this is your time to confess it, get it out there before God, whether you're going to do it publicly or privately, but let God know that you confess and acknowledge and commit your attitude to trusting him. The lines are open. I'd like to begin just by asking uh, God to submit this word in, in my heart submit it in my mind and in my spirit and to help me to remember that as I go through this life, trust in him is not an option but a command. God, help me to trust. Help all those listening to trust in a real way that as we walk through this life, we know we have no other choice but to trust. We cannot trust in man. We cannot trust in the things that we see or feel, but we can trust God and trust his word. Thank you, Apostle Elect. As we trust God, God bless you. 
Amen. Anyone else? Well, I know many are at work, and I know that many are doing it privately as the word declares that we can. But no, when we acknowledge that it is a decree and declaration that we're to trust God, whatever you see, it's causing you to look back or doubt. Give it to God. For we pull down and we destroy every doubting Thomas syndrome, every Lot's wife syndrome, every hurt, whatever it is, we pull it down and we cast it out because we are faith. Anyone at this time, before I play our um, music by Pastor Troy Thomas called A Quiet Place, which denotes the ending of today's program. Anyone else? Father God, we thank you for this program. We thank you for your word. We thank you for the confessions, both public and private. We thank you for we know to trust you as a command, not a plea. We know to trust you as a declaration, not a I wish you would or I want to. We know to trust you is what we need in order to make it through all of the things going on in our lives. And we remember the words of the song that declared we will trust in the Lord and that we will trust in the Lord until we die. And that time that we die, God, we know that we'll be eternally with you and that you have said that we are your sons and daughters who you're well pleased with because we came to you through Jesus Christ who you announced you were well pleased. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. <laughs> 